Networked medical devices and medical devices that are Internet-enabled are vulnerable to cybersecurity threats that could pose potential safety concerns for patients and information security issues for healthcare organizations. However, the FDA has been ramping up efforts to improve the cybersecurity of medical devices. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group, Today I'm speaking with Dr. Suzanne Schwartz, Director of Emergency Preparedness, Operations, and Medical Countermeasures at the FDA's Center for Devices and Radiological Health. Suzanne will be discussing some of the efforts underway at the FDA to address cybersecurity issues involving medical devices. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Good morning, Marianne. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy to do so. Now, for starters... Why are medical devices vulnerable to cybersecurity threats, and what are the biggest concerns? So let me start off by saying that in recent years, we have observed just an extraordinary evolution in the technology that's behind medical devices, whether they are offering diagnostic capabilities or therapeutic interventions. And these capabilities extend really well beyond what might have been the traditional concept or understanding of what a medical device can do. And so these are very, very exciting developments for us at FDA that we very much want to foster in improving our patients' lives and in advancing the public health. And so really what makes these vulnerable? Well, many medical devices today contain configurable embedded computer systems. And it's this aspect of it that makes it vulnerable to cybersecurity breaches, just like any other computer system. When we add to that another layer, the dimension of medical devices that are being increasingly interconnected, and whether that's through use of wireless, Internet, network-connected devices, the risk of cybersecurity breaches then increases that much more. Now we're talking about an entire system or a network operation. And so a breach or an intrusion into one part of that system can have an impact on other components within that system. And as a result of that, the consequence is there can be a potential effect on how that medical device will function or operate. In terms of some of the biggest concerns, Internet-facing devices are a huge challenge today, as are legacy devices that are no longer supported by a manufacturer. So now the FDA just recently issued a final guidance for medical device makers about considering cybersecurity risks in the design and the development of medical devices that are submitted to FDA for approval. Why is that guidance important, and what should these makers be doing? So the posture that the FDA is taking very much akin to all of federal government with respect to critical infrastructure is that the importance in terms of thinking about cybersecurity is in the initial design phase, in the initial development phase. That's where we have the best opportunity at being able to protect against potential threats or vulnerabilities or intrusions. Rather than looking at cybersecurity as a measure that would be bolted on in a late phase, we're asking for manufacturers to consider these matters in the initial design and development in order to enable a more robust and efficient mitigation of what those 
potential risks would otherwise look like. So now this guidance for cybersecurity contains voluntary recommendations. Had FDA considered and rejected the possibility of issuing these recommendations as mandatory regulations instead? So um, with respect to the guidance, as is the case with all FDA guidances, guidances are considered by us non-binding recommendations. Uh, We state that an alternative approach can be put forward if the approach satisfies the requirements of the applicable statutes and regulations. And there's an opportunity for a manufacturer to come in with that alternate approach, but there has to be the appropriate evidence in terms of being able to support that. So even though these are recommendations that are voluntary, can FDA either approve or disapprove a product if it doesn't seem to have enough of the cybersecurity issues uh, addressed in the design and the development? Potentially. So in review of a new product that comes in to the center, to the FDA, the expectation that we have is that a manufacturer will meet the specific recommendations that are stated within the guidance and uh, perform the appropriate type of comprehensive cybersecurity assessment that is intended for that device. So now what are the most important steps that medical device makers can do to improve the cybersecurity of legacy devices that are already in the marketplace? So legacy devices, as you know, are a very, very complex issue in that many of them that are in use in healthcare and hospital facilities may no longer be supported by the manufacturer. We recognize that this is an enormous challenge and are actually bringing that challenge forward for a panel session at our workshop and look forward to hearing the discussion among many subject matter experts in the field as to what are those potential approaches with legacy devices. Now, you mentioned the workshop that's coming up. That is one of the examples, I guess, of some of the collaboration that you have going on in the industry and also with other government agencies. Can you tell us very briefly about what that workshop is about and what the goal is? So the goal of the workshop is really to engage and to engender collaboration among all of the stakeholders within the healthcare, public health community. One of the recurring themes that we speak a lot about is this concept of whole of community approach, this idea of shared ownership, shared responsibility, in that there is no one entity, whether it's the government, whether it's the private sector, that is really capable of addressing all of the challenges that are being encountered in the field of cybersecurity and within healthcare specifically. The workshop is therefore intended to serve as that convening mechanism, that enabling ability to catalyze collaboration among everyone who is really represented within the healthcare medical device ecosystem. And by doing so, by first of all bringing to the forefront a state of awareness, a situational awareness, as well as by creating a common understanding of what the challenges are and what potential solutions may be in various processes of development, we hope that that will serve really as a springboard for collaboration 
to strengthen the efforts of cybersecurity. So now, in my own discussions that I've had with healthcare providers and medical device makers, there, there seems to be some market confusion about whether manufacturers can issue software patches and anti-malware updates for legacy products without having to resubmit these products for reapproval from FDA. Can you clarify what kind of updates manufacturers can make to medical devices to address cybersecurity issues without needing approval from FDA? So we have been trying to make sure to message and debunk or dispel any myths out there with respect to being able to provide software updates and patches to medical devices in the field without requiring, that they do not require new submissions to the FDA, presuming that they are specifically for enhancement of cybersecurity. By and large, that has been the case. It has been stated as such in prior guidance document, and we have continued to emphasize this. We will continue to emphasize this at the workshop that, again, unless there is a very, very specific concern towards the impact of that patch or update affecting the functionality of the device, which would be rare, we are not expecting manufacturers to have to submit to the FDA anything in addition in order to provide those kinds of updates and software patches for cybersecurity enhancement. With that said, what are the most important steps that healthcare providers can take to protect their medical devices against cyber threats? Should they bug their vendors for updates and for software patches and anti-malware when there is a threat that's discovered? Yes, I would even recommend looking at our safety communication that we issued in June 2013 where we outlined some very specific and basic recommendations for healthcare facilities and end users, and that does include contacting the specific device manufacturer if you think you have a problem related to a medical device. Of course, if one's unable to determine the manufacturer or cannot contact them, we, FDA, may be able to assist with respect to that. Developing strategies and and being very proactive in terms of what it would take to maintain the critical functionality of a device were it to be exploited, were there to be an adverse condition. And this is an important principle that I think we we really want to be able to convey this concept of cyber resilience, that healthcare facilities as well as manufacturers, as well as governments, we all have to be thinking about the real likelihood, not the if, but the when of a vulnerability or an being exploited or an incident occurs, occurring, and so making sure that there are plans of action that already have been put in place, that there, there is resiliency in order to be able to address those issues. Other things, restricting unauthorized access to the network and network medical devices, making certain that appropriate antivirus software and firewalls are up to date, monitoring the network activity. So those are some examples of that we would recommend for healthcare facilities. Now, I also understand that the FDA is collaborating with the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Health and Human Services to address cybersecurity of medical devices. Can you tell us very briefly about those collaborations and what is the goal? 
So the overarching goal, of course, is to work together in improving medical device and healthcare cybersecurity. And government has its role in that. FDA has its role. Homeland Security has its role. HHS has its role. What we want to be able to do is leverage our innate abilities or capabilities, and part of that means that there is an understanding and communication and coordination that goes on between the government with respect to potential threats or emerging threats. So to give a specific example, we work closely, we work in coordination with Department of Homeland Security, what's called the Industrial Control Systems Cyber Emergency Response Team, or the acronym for that is ICS-CERT. We communicate with them on a regular basis, not on an ad hoc basis, but on a regular basis so that we can take a very proactive posture together with regard to assuring that our nation and our healthcare infrastructure is well prepared if there were to be a, an exploitation or a patient's safety is at risk. That's one example. Another example that is more recent is the work that we're doing in partnership with what's part of DHS that's called Critical Infrastructure C3 or C-Cube Voluntary Program. And it's really through their efforts that, and their partnership in support of the workshop that we have been able to really get the word out to the entire sector and further catalyze that collaboration. The work that we're doing with Department of Health and Human Services, and of course we're part of HHS as well, but specifically I would call out the Critical Infrastructure Protection Program, the CIP program, which is heavily involved in outreach, education, increasing situational awareness on healthcare and medical device cybersecurity. And what's great about being able to work in coordination and partnership with the CIP program is that they are in a unique position of being at that nexus of public-private partnerships. So being able to use it as a lever for the workshop to really bring people on board is critical to the success of this endeavor. Suzanne, what should we be watching for next from the FDA as it relates to medical devices and cybersecurity? We're going to continue with our efforts at outreach and engagement and collaboration. We want to make sure that the private sector feels empowered and enabled in terms of being able to address cybersecurity challenges that were faced. And in that regard, very, very much looking forward to the workshop in two weeks, October 21st and 22nd. We have received a profound, overwhelming, positive response with respect to that workshop across the entire healthcare community, public health community in the United States. And I'm hopeful that what comes out of that workshop will be very, very positive in terms of, again, not only raising awareness, but in catalyzing next steps towards the whole of community working together and really actualizing this concept of shared ownership, shared responsibility. Thanks, Suzanne. I've been speaking to Suzanne Schwartz of the FDA. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee for Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.